Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. Today is Wednesday, April 5th, and we are joined by Ball State head men's golf coach, Mike Fleck. Coach Fleck, good morning and, and welcome. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for uh, having me here on Cinco de Mayo. I was just oh, about to say, yeah. Cinco de Mayo, you, you phrased it as just a regular Tuesday. I, I actually didn't even rephrase it as a Tuesday. I phrased it as a Wednesday. So oh. I, I don't know what day it is anymore, uh, <laughs> clearly. So, yeah, we'll, we'll leave that in there, right? I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, Cinco de Mayo. Good. Good call on that. You got any plans? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so. I think there's some uh, folks here in the neighborhood, uh, uh, per social distancing rules, that are going to get together and maybe uh, – you know, share a, a Mexican beverage later this evening. So we'll see how it We've, uh, we have a, right around my house, there's a place that's doing uh, takeout orders for margaritas. Yeah. And so they sell 16 ounce margaritas for like six bucks. And it's been, <laughs> it's been the go-to recently. Yeah. I'm guessing the Mexican restaurants are going to kill it tonight with uh, pickups. Yep. I'm sure they will. That's a good call, man. I, I did know that it was Cinco de Mayo and, uh, we haven't thought about that here in our house, but that's a good call. It's just going to be a taco night, taco night and yep. something else. So, uh, Coach, uh, what what have you been doing uh, to try and kind of stay busy during this time, uh, whether it's getting out and playing a little, uh, talk, you know, what are you doing to talk with your team, and then kind of off the course, what have you been trying to do to kind of keep yourself sane during this time? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've been doing a little bit of everything. Uh, I, I have played more golf here over the last several weeks than I normally would during this time frame. I've uh, done more around-the-home projects for my wife. Uh, um, so, so that's kept me busy, obviously staying in touch with the guys, uh, doing some Zoom calls, just checking in. Um, actually, t- today and tomorrow, we're doing some individual year-end review meetings uh, now that we're kind of back in, in the mode where we can – have some communication with the guys and, and conduct some Kara related activities. So um, just, just staying busy, trying to do some things that, that obviously normally this time of year we, we wouldn't be able to work on and, um, you know, ma- making the most of it. And do you have any, uh, I guess, set expectations for the guys? I know there's, you know, social distancing going on, but uh, I mean, do you expect them to be getting out there as much as they can? Yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting, you know, relative to a lot of our peers, um, you know, in, in, in college athletics, golf is one of those things that has kind of continued to move on and, and be available to the student athletes. So, you know, the expectations for our guys are to continue to train, you know, our strength coach is sending them weekly workout plans. So, so hopefully the guys are, are kind of um, plugging along with that, but you know, a lot of them are getting out and playing a lot of golf and, um, you know, which is good. So hopefully when things open up a little bit and, and tournaments start to become available with their summer tournament schedules, you know, they're, they're as prepared as they can be and ready to go. Yeah. And I was, I was crushed and I'm sure you were this weekend too. It was supposed to be the Mac championship this weekend and the weather was going to be, I mean, we have our issues right with the weather and it was going to be beautiful, like beautiful. Um, I don't know how it was out there out your way Sunday, was it pretty nice? I know Saturday was perfect. Oh, my gosh. It was unbelievable. I mean, the combination of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the weather, um, you know, the venue of Sycamore Hills. I was, I'm was, i heartbroken that, uh, you know, we couldn't conduct the championship over those three days, especially knowing, like you said, the challenges that we've had with the weather. 
Um, th those three days were incredible. I think it was, you know, 83 degrees on Saturday here in Muncie and 70 on Sunday and, and Friday's practice round would have been, um, or, or Friday's round would have been, uh, you know, mid 60s. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I was a little heartbroken when I saw the, the weather forecast for the three days of what could have been. Yeah, no doubt. I was talking with uh, Kyle, obviously, you know, Kyle from our staff and um, yeah, just just the way and what we've been talking about. And and uh, last year when we couldn't even finish the championship and to come back this year and and you guys, the last time we were at Sycamore played fantastic. And I know you guys probably, you know, love that course. So just uh, all those things kind of added up. Uh, yeah, it's uh it's unfortunate because I would have loved to be out there. It would have been, it would have been tremendous, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I think, it, I think it would have been another first-class experience. And, uh, you know, who knows, maybe we'd have been coming on that back nine, you know, battling uh, like we did with Ken a couple years ago for a MAC championship. But, uh, you know, um, that wasn't God's plan. So we'll move <laughs> on down the road and get ready for next year. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you talk about your team. Um, I mean, you guys started off the year with a bang. You won your first tournament at the Golf Week. Um, and that was a pretty, I mean, that was a great field too. I mean, you guys were more, how, how was the team playing? How do you feel? And, you know, I know it was cut short, but, uh, looking ahead, just what can you guys build on moving forward? Yeah. You know, it was interesting. You referenced the start of the fall and we got off to a hot start winning that golf week conference challenge and, and what basically was probably, you know, a regional type field with, uh, you know, 10 or 11, 12 teams that that played in postseason last year. And, um, you know, then, then the schedule kind of caught up with us a little bit in the fall. We played at Trinity Forest. We played at Crooked Stick. We played at Aaron Hills. Uh, tough competition on some championship venues and, and kind of struggled to recreate what we had at, at, over in Cedar Rapids. But, um, you know, I was excited and anxious about the spring season. You know, we went out to Desert Mountain over spring break um, and, and had some good things happen out there during the week. And then, obviously, you know, we were getting ready to fire it up with, with our uh, spring schedule, you know, with, with trips to Vanderbilt, Ohio State, Purdue, and then obviously the MAC championship. So um, I, I'm not going to lie. I felt really good about our chances, especially going back to Sycamore Hills with our guys having familiarity and affinity for that place. And, um, you know, obviously what we were able to uh, almost accomplish a couple years ago. So, um yeah, my outlook for the spring season was was very optimistic. And, you know, we did talk about a MAC championship. I'm sure. I'm sure it's it's tough. I mean, I, I think a lot of our teams, um, more so than ever, maybe you agree or disagree, that, but we had in, in men's golf a lot of teams closer at the top uh, that could have competed. I think, it, again, it's, it sucks because the championship, I think, would have been really close, uh, closer than maybe most years. And I, I know a lot of teams that were, that are there at that top and um, that would have been competing. So it would have been exciting stuff to, to watch and see how it played out for sure. I mean, even though it got cut short last year, you guys had co-champions last year. So it's, I mean, that just shows how, you know, yeah, yeah, we, the yeah. top is, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, we had, we had, we had Ken Eastern um, sharing it last year. And again, we don't know what would have happened had, had we played the whole thing out, but um yeah it's it's again and I'm glad you bring up and I was going to ask the fact of uh that you guys aren't affected by this 
and golf such a great uh, quarantine sport. It's the perfect quarantine sport, yeah. right? So yeah. what um, what are your courses uh, doing? I know you said you've been out. Just what are some of the things that you've noticed or have changed at the courses out in Indiana? Yeah, I, t- I tell you what, the thing that, that, that I noticed right off the bat is the quality and the conditions of the golf courses. I mean, I, I've played Delaware Country Club a handful of times, and it is in as good of shape this time of year as I've ever seen it. And, and I was fortunate to be able to, uh, to go over to our players club. Uh, and, and again, the course conditions were amazing, but you know, we're, we're all practicing the social distancing rules at the golf courses. It's uh, you know, keeping our space, you know, if, if guys are riding in carts, it's one per cart. Uh, you know, they're, they're sanitizing and cleaning those things down when they finish up around and, and, and reissue them for, for the next group. Um, you know, there's no tea markers, there's no trash cans, there's no food and beverage. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of a stripped down version of golf, but I tell you what, it's so refreshing, you know, now that the weather's changing and, and people being, you know, kind of cooped up here for, for six to eight weeks, it's, uh, it's nice to get out and, and enjoy green grass and fresh air and, and by the way, play some golf. You know. Do you have a do you have a specific course? I know you mentioned Delaware Country Club, but do you have a course specifically out out your way that you know you can uh, go play at and, and dominate if you really wanted to? <laughs> yeah, you know Delaware's that course for me. I'm I'm fortunate enough to be a member out there, and it's uh you know for a 50 year old has been it's it's a short <laughs> golf course. It's about 6,400 yards. Um, you know I can I can still move my tee ball out there a pretty good ways. So you know get, getting out there playing that golf course. Um, I'm definitely in my comfort zone because I feel like uh, maybe unlike the day when I was a college athlete playing for Coach Estingsmeyer here, you know, I can break 73, 74 on a pretty mm-hmm. consistent basis. Nice. Eric, uh, we'll yeah. bring up Eric. I, I feel like every time we talk golf, Eric's uh, just getting started in the golf game. Uh, he's, you know, we have our little group we go out in the office. Eric's kind of on that fringe. He, uh, Went out. It was interesting. Went out with him last year, and uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting time. But he'll he'll he's he's gonna get I, there. Yeah, I lost I lost a lot more balls than I think there were holes on the course. But um. well, I know uh, <laughs> I know this won't be broadcast in video. But seeing that you're still smiling, being new to the game, yeah, um, yep. um, makes sense because if you played the game long enough, you probably wouldn't be smiling. Right now. <laughs> that's that's um, probably true. You know your golf oh, game. Man level of frustrations yeah yeah well the the time the time we did go out it was a beautiful day I remember and uh we made the most of it and he uh you know I let him drive the cart a little that's probably the highlight of the day (laughs) what do you mean I made some I made some pretty good putts you did you did you did I had a couple I had a couple good putts yeah kind of sound like my relationship I took my daughter out this weekend (laughs) her highlight was driving the cart but she's 14 so (laughs) But no, I, I tell you what, Eric, it's one of those things where you have a lot of fun and, and maybe you hit a lot of bad shots, but it's that one really good shot. Uh, absolutely. A couple of putts that you referenced that, that you that you stroke well and you make that uh, just keep sucking you back into it. Yeah, absolutely. No, that, that was going to be my next question. Just what is it about the game of golf that just makes it so special from hearing from a coach, from, from you, just – what about it? I mean, I know what I think, but I, I want to hear your words on just what makes golf so, such a great game. You know what? I think it's that constant challenge of striving to be as good as you can be. And perfection is never gained in, in our sport. You know, it's, um, it, it's, it's that feeling of going out and, and hitting a, 
a, a really good golf shot square on the face of the club and having it go exactly where you want it to go, envisioning the ball flight, the, the distance, and, and, and ended up having a shot, you know, uh, come up really, really close to a target. And, and it's the concept of understanding that that's not obtainable every time you make a swing. And, and that gives us that constant craving and, and uh, you know, appreciation for trying to go out and, and do something that, that seems relatively simple and that if you can accomplish it one time, it seems like you can do it repetitively. But, but that's, that's the challenge with golf is that you can't, you know, um, do it repetitively. And, uh, you know, just having, having the opportunity to go out there and try to create some shots and try to hit some shots in situations and, and pull it off and, you know, at our level with a little bit of pressure is, is the gratifying aspect of it. No question. Yeah. Uh, well, I know we talked, we talked a little bit about, you know, golf being back, but the, the PGA hasn't had necessarily a lot of live events <laughs> recently. Um, but they have mentioned some stuff coming back, especially with the Tiger, Phil, Tom, Brady, Peyton Manning thing. What are your, what are your thoughts about that? And, and kind of getting back into the swing of things for the PGA? Yeah, no, I think, I think that stuff's going to create some excitement and, and some, uh, uh, you know, pe people are going to uh, rally behind it a little bit. I think I saw recently too that that um, uh, there's another match with Zach Johnson yep. and Rory and those guys. But um, I tell you what, the, the the coolest thing I think about that that Brady Manning uh, Tiger Phil match is is the um, the tweet that that Brady put out there that picture where they started talking some smack. I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but it was basically a, a picture of two dads with two junior golfers, you know, young boys. <laughs> And, and they, they put the faces in there. And it was, uh, I think it was Brady and Phil as, as the, the guys. And then the little kids were, were Tiger uh, and, and Manning. So, you know, it, I, I think what's going to be fun with that match is just listening to that smack talk. Mm -hmm. Because those are four guys that know how to dish it. And uh, it'll be fun just having those guys mic'd up and following that match. Do you think that's a lost art in golf, uh, is, is the smack talk? <laughs> oh, without, without question without without question it's uh there's a lot more of that that goes on i think that that people don't realize especially between shots and uh you know standing on tee boxes and stuff like that i wish uh there was a way that that you could mic guys up and get all the you know behind the scenes commentary because i think that would uh definitely um add an element to to Absolutely. the interest yeah we th that's the other thing i gave eric his first taste of last year took him to his first golf event we went sure. to uh, Muirfield. Yeah. And, uh, went to the Memorial. Oh, it, was, it was a beautiful day as well. And I don't know, he, he got a, he's very spoiled because we got one of the tents. We had tent access <laughs> with oh, the yeah. uh, Columbus Sports Commission. So yeah. the next time he goes to a tournament. Listen, I was willing to walk. I was willing to walk with you the whole way. Yeah, but you know, once you're in one of those tents, there's no reason. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you, get, you get in, it, Muirfield is special just off the bat and you get into a situation where you get some of the hospitality perks oh man uh, it's, intense. It's, hard, it's hard to leave yeah <laughs> you know, those, those places but no man i tell you what Muirfield, um th that event that that uh, golf course it's one of my favorites i yes. try to make a point to get over there you know annually too with a, a group of guys over this way and uh you know it'll be um it'll be interesting to to see what the schedule how the schedule unfolds to to be able to maybe make my trip back over that way. Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about if, if it all holds and if fans are allowed. I mean, I'd, I'd love to get back as well. Uh, Where do we sit, over 13th Green? 
believe it was 13, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was it, was, it was It was really cool. And uh, that, would, that was my first time there as well. And I mean, the grounds and everything about it was spectacular. So, you know, we, we're missing it up here because we were always able to go to the Firestone event. Uh, right. We loved, and now that they've moved, I had been going to a bunch of tournaments uh, whenever I could, and and now that's the closest thing really for us. So um, yeah, it's it's a great event, and hopefully we get back. I did want to ask when they do start this up with the PGA guys, how do you think if fans don't come back, does that change? Do you think that's going to change anything for these guys, the PGA guys, or do you think how, how does that change? Like when they hit a great shot and they're not going to hear that clapping, or do you think they just block that out? I, I think it's going to change a little bit, not necessarily when they hit the great shots, but when they hit those errant shots into the galleries and they get those fortunate bounces, you yeah. know, off, off of a grandstand or, or, you know, spectators are, are kind of stopping the ball from, you know, you or I hitting it in deep in the woods, you know, they kind of get it on the fringe of the, of, of the bad spots. But I don't, I don't know if it'll change um, a whole lot. Obviously, there's probably guys that, that feed off of the crowds and the, and the cheering and, and that kind of stuff. You know, obviously, Tiger being one of those guys that, that gets super psyched in some of those moments. But um, I think those guys, you know, much like us, you know, at the college level and you guys at the recreational level, I think we're all just itching to get back out there. And if they can get out and compete, I think that's going to satisfy enough internally for them to, to, to be able to go out there and put a really good product back on the golf course. For yeah. Well, I think we want to get away from golf for a second. I heard you're a big um, Cincinnati Bengals fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, Bengals and Reds. So, so what did you think of uh, the draft a few weeks ago? You, you know what? I, I love it, man. We, um, you know, we, we've, we've had our run of, of number one picks that have been flops, you know, going back to Dave Remington, a center from Nebraska, Kajana Carter, obviously. Uh, you know, I think Klingler uh, out of Houston was a, but but I think Burrow's going to be the real deal. I was, um, you know, uh, and T Higgins is a, is a great get uh, to start that second round. So I don't know if it's going to be enough to move us up in the north, but you know, at least I think we're going to have a little bit more exciting product on the field to to watch from an offensive weapons perspective. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's crazy. They they talk about that that AFC North has three Heisman quarterbacks, yeah, uh, leading teams, and then and then Roethlis and then Ben here. Yeah, and then a two time Super Bowl champ. So, right, Matt uh, guy, Matt guy too. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Burrow. I think we all kind of love Burrow as as two Browns fans. As you're talking to two Browns deep. And and very uh, you rooted. know born deep rooted. Yes, thank you. Uh, Browns fans. I mean, even we, I mean, we find ourselves rooting for that guy. And I thought it was so cool that he was still repping Ohio, um, you know, during the draft and kind of just, he's always been about that, about where he's from and everything. So for him to be back in the state is, is going to be pretty cool for a lot of people. And uh, yeah, it's, it's big for Bengals fans. How, how's not, I know it's killing us, but without the Reds around, I mean, uh, killing you. It's killing me. I, t I tell you guys what, I had, I had the perfect plans. March 26th was opening day, and, and I was able to get two tickets behind home plate through, through a good friend of mine, uh, Greg Beals, that's the, the baseball coach over at Ohio State that, that was here. Um, it's also my brother's birthday. He lives out in Denver. I was going to fly him back to Muncie or back to Indiana um, go to that game. We had a hotel room for the night, do the whole Finley Day parade, 
you know, be down there for opening day. Um, and, and obviously that was all kind of taken away, but, um, man, I was, I was juiced to, to get down to opening day and, and watch Castillo get back on the mound and just be in Cincinnati for, for the festivities. Cause I know it's a, it's an all day party down there for, for opening day. And, uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, the Reds were supposed to have a pretty, pretty good ball club. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll get back into baseball mode here sooner than later and, and be able to maybe be in a position where those guys are playing, you know, postseason as well. I hope so. You have our guy, Trevor Bauer. I was yeah. just about to say, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the thing that, the thing that kind of stinks about all this is, is we've got a bunch of players all on these one-year contracts and if they don't play this year, they may bounce and, you know, we may be back in the situation that we were, we were in, you know, prior to picking up some of these really high profile, um, you know, players. So, um, but I, it, you know, I watched the 1975 and 76 series on Fox Sports uh, Midwest. I just got done watching the 1990 wire to wire season, uh, all four games against the Oakland A's. So I'm, I'm definitely getting my Reds fill. Uh, it, it's just outcomes that I already know, which is, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> I found myself on opening day, this is no joke, uh, watching a replay of last year's opening day against the Pirates. And I knew that they won the game, but we got into the bottom of the ninth and they had runners. I think bases loaded two outs. And I was a nervous wreck sitting on the edge of my couch thinking, we're going to blow this. And I'm like, now, wait a second. This is a game that we played last year. So <laughs> I was kind of hitting myself thinking, you dummy. Like, we win the game. But, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a huge uh, – baseball fan I'm, I'm a really big Reds and Bengals fan and, and I follow them every chance I get I don't know I don't know about you Jeremy but they were showing um I still can't watch the World Series the 2016 World Series on uh, I think I think they were showing it on Fox or something like that the last few weeks and I just couldn't I couldn't bring myself to turn it on yeah the, yeah. the only things I've watched replays of have been uh the Cavs winning the the title yep and I watched the Masters and I thought it was really cool last year's Masters um yeah. Because I thought it was really cool that they had Jim Nance kind of piped in to talking to Tiger. Yeah. Um, and just to hear about kind of him doing a play-by-play of the round was phenomenal. I mean, that's, that's great content. And I was glued to just hear about not only the shots he was making and kind of what was going on in his head. But, I mean, I lost it once again. One of the, one of the greatest yeah. moments I've Absolutely. witnessed is him winning last year's Masters and just – everything ensued and the emotion and his kids and like him going through that. It was, it was awesome to watch. And I was, I was glued to the TV for that one. Uh, did you, did you watch that coach? Oh yeah. I was, uh, I, I was tuning into that one. I think, you know, I was just going to say what, what makes these times pretty cool is they're showing these replays, but they're getting the, the athletes that were involved in those moments to, to jump in, like you said, in, in real time and give perspective on, you know, what they were thinking, what they were feeling how they were reacting. You know, I, I referenced that, that 1990 wire to wire season with the Reds. I watched each game. And then after the game, they got some of those guys from those teams, like, you know, Dibble, Joe Oliver, Hal Moore, some of those guys together. And they're doing these zoom calls and it's just cool to hear them tell the stories and, and talk about, you know, things that were taking place, you know, during the season or, or when things went down. And, you know, obviously right now we're all getting sucked into this, uh, you know, the last dance, yeah. With, with, with Michael Jordan and I think the you know the, the the hour episodes in itself are absolutely amazing but what's cool is to watch Scott Van Pelt afterwards yeah. you know talk to the guys that were in those 
uh, in those episodes and, and get their perspective. And it's just, uh, it's mesmerizing to, to, to watch that and to listen to these athletes uh, uh, recall and, and retell stories. No, no doubt. I, I love it. I, I mean, the last dance, Eric, Eric and I talk about it all the time and I, I think everyone's talking about it, but the fact that that was able to be released right now is huge uh, and uh, gives us something to watch. And I, you know, I wish it wouldn't end. Um, I know it will pretty soon in a couple of weeks here, but yeah, the Scott Van Pelt stuff, I think people that's from our side, from content, from media side is like, we're learning as we go, like what other things we can do and what, how we can highlight people. This, this call alone, just sitting down and getting to know you, not just about your team, but about what, what you like off the, off the course and uh, you know, humanizing and letting Mac fans all know about who, who we have within our conference. And we're doing some live interviews and just putting out some of those uh, past highlights too and you're you're digging deep but I think we're day by day we're <laughs> we're trying to get through this and and we're learning some things like throughout the season there should be no reason why we can't keep doing this it's just not a quarantine thing you know yeah and I think what we're going to find out is this is this is easy like it, it it's easy to to jump on a call like this and and, and I think we're going to find you know the the uh the uniqueness of going through this uh rewarding on the back end because you know we are hearing different stories, you know, we're seeing, you know, here at Ball State, like, gosh, we're seeing our, our social media accounts doing some really, really unique and different things that, you know, during this time of the year, we, we wouldn't be doing. I mean, heck, I'm watching, you know, our women's basketball coach dress up like Exotic Joe <laughs> you know, uh, doing TikToks, and I'd have never thought I'd, I'd see Brady doing that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the kids have latched on to it, too. You know, we had a social media takeover where all of our kids were getting on our our accounts and, and kind of doing some fun stuff. And um, yeah, it's just refreshing, you know, being able to do all that kind of stuff. I absolutely agree. Uh, I think, I think we're going to end this off with a few uh, rapid fire questions for you and just okay. get the, the first, the first things that come to your mind. Yeah. Um, the first one is the next time uh, we're in Muncie, what's a place we must go to? Elm street. Elm street. But, all right, you got to tell us what it is. <laughs> it is a it, it is a brewery, restaurant right. brewery. It is a uh, reconstructed in a, in an old ice house factory that's downtown, and uh, the the food selection is incredible. It's all farm to table type offerings. Mm -hmm. the The brews are amazing, and what's unique about the place? There's no TVs. There's nothing. Uh, you know, you go in there and it's conversation based, and and just the uniqueness of the the building. The 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 food is really good the the different offerings of the of the craft beers and and, and ciders and stuff is is really good and uh it's a must visit all right 18 holes in elm street next time i'm in yeah. muncie yeah. let's do it <laughs> can't beat it i'm, I'm good all right where what's I'll drive the car. <laughs> yeah yes you will you could be my you could be spotter too all right all right sounds good where are those glasses right. you have on right now <laughs> um what what's one course that you've never played that you would do anything to play? Augusta, without question. You never uh, know if someone's played it, you know. So you, uh, yeah, I'm sure that that was kind of an easy one. But uh, I'm I'm trying really hard, guys, to figure out how to get down there now that it, now that the Masters is going to be played in November. That's a time frame where you know a golf coach, a college golf coach, is more available in November than than in April. So um, without question, Augusta. 
Yeah, that's at the top right now of my uh, bucket list. I mean, that's ahead of the Super Bowl is just getting one day of the Masters. Uh, I think yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Eric, I think, yeah, I think the last one is uh, if you could ha- play with a dream foursome, who, who would your dream foursome be? Oh, boy. I, well, I'm going to throw my dad in there because my dad passed away in 97, and uh, he's never really had a chance to, to see me chase this passion of, of coaching. Um, you got to put Jack Nicklaus in there just because that's from a time frame that, uh, you know, I grew up watching and, and uh, admired. And and I think I'm going to put Freddie couples in there again, smooth Freddie, that golf swing, uh, watching him win all that money in those skins games on Thanksgiving. Uh, I think that would be a group that I would have a lot of fun with. Nice. I I have Uh, one last one that just came to me. Uh, Who, who uh, this one might get you in trouble a little, but who do you think uh, if we had a, a, a tournament with the head men's golf coaches, who, who wins that tournament? Well, I'm, I'm going to go with me right now. Okay. Who, I, like that. I like that confidence. Yep. Just because I'm, I'm playing good golf right now, but I, I'm going to take me from 6,400 yards. Yep. If we go back to 7,200 yards, I'm not taking me. Um, you know, Zach at Miami was a former collegiate player. Um, you know, Neil played, obviously, at, at Xavier. Um, you know, played, I, right. I can handle Bruce. I, you know, I don't know much about Carlson's game at, at, at Northern. Um, but, you know, if, if we're going to throw a little something into a pot, I'm going to take me just because I feel like I'm a gamer and uh, I'll, I'll compete. But, um, you know, who knows? I could finish eighth or ninth, too. <laughs> I love that. Love it. Love it. Well, coach, uh, this was awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. And it was great to touch base and, uh, you know, hopefully, I mean, again, we're all out and the weather here is not good anymore. And like you said there, it's kind of dreary, but hope that the uh, weather gets better soon so that we can all get back out there and not only uh, play, but watch these guys and, and get that kind of normal feeling you know, back. And uh, again, golf's the greatest way to, to get out there, get some fresh air and get your mind right and, and all those good things. So uh, again, uh, Coach Fleck, we, we really appreciate you having or have you coming on with us today. Well, Eric, Jeremy, it's been a blast. And, and you know, just like I tell our guys, like uh, there, there's a silver lining in this. You know, we just have to be positive and, and understand that, uh, you know, better days are ahead and we'll, we'll get there eventually, maybe sooner, maybe later, but uh, we'll be back there. Sounds good, Coach. Thank you so much. Awesome. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. All right. Take care. Take care.